Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi there, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by a long-term contact and good friend of mine, Tony Brooks. And Tony is a leadership psychologist working with small, medium-sized enterprises, SME, uh, owners and leaders within the SME businesses on leadership mindset, leadership skills, strategy and high-performance people cultures. Uh, He has over 20 years of experience as a leader, followed by almost 14 years as MD of his own company, the Leadership Training Workshop Limited. He holds an MSc in psychology, which I know we have lots of conversations about mindset listeners, and uh, he passionately believes that your mindset is the most critical element of your happiness and success. Welcome to the podcast, Tony. Yeah, welcome, Simon, and it's um, it's good to be speaking with you. As, you. as you said, actually, we've known each other for a long time, worked together for a while, and yeah. um, always kept in touch over the years. So it's it's good to be with you. Yeah. And of course, you know, you and I first met at BNI Networking when I had the seat as a builder. So yeah. you know, I haven't done that for 12, 13 years. So that just goes to show it must be 14, 15 years when yeah, you first it started. Was, yeah, I think it was um, in my second year of business that I, I met ah. you through that you know wow. through that path so uh so yeah. god yeah i didn't yeah and you, are you saying that now i didn't realize it was quite that long <laughs> yeah 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 it is yeah uh, and i've lost even more hair since then as well oh me too yeah <laughs> definitely yeah well listeners you can't see the video so you can't judge whether that's true or not but uh, <laughs> take well, our word trust for us. it yeah yeah trust <laughs> us. so let's get into a little bit of the backstory behind you then what what interested you in psychology and what led you into leadership and into coaching them just give us a little bit of a story. Yeah, I guess a short version of that would be um, studying maths at university, came out, a bit directionless, fell into computer programming, um, eventually started ending up in sort of team leader positions and um, was at a company called Experian for 10 years where moved more and more into business leadership. And I was studying psychology through the Open University during that time, got more interested in the whole people side of business really and rather than technology and then um, 14 years ago had the chance to take redundancy um, with 12 months notice which was a good starter yeah Um, and kicked off my coaching business and um, studied psychology up to masters with the open university again through part of that time and my like you have really so my coaching business changed paths um over the years but i've got more and more fascinated just for my own uh, benefit i've had my own challenges with my own psychology and periods of depression and what have you and so it's been an area of fascination for me but i just generally believe what you said in the intro you know that um getting your psychology right getting your mindset right yeah. is so critical and so um that's i guess that, that's become a much bigger part of what i do as a coach uh, on yeah. top of what would be the more classic sort of business coaching for SME businesses, really. Great. And your business uh, has, as you say, evolved, and I've seen it evolved in all the years that I've known you, and uh, it's always had leadership at its theme. 
and at the bottom of the email that you sent me here you, you know you've got the business as the leadership training workshop let's get it out of the way for the listeners you know if people want to find out more about you and the leadership training workshop business that you have in which you elevate leadership and organizational performance where do people find you yeah, you know, you know, actually, Simon, probably the best place is LinkedIn. Um, if people look for Tony Brooks on LinkedIn or if they go to the website, theleadershiptrainingworkshop.com. Um, but LinkedIn, I spend quite a bit of time on LinkedIn. It's normally the best okay. place to connect with me. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. Brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So let's talk about coffee first of all, then. And uh, <laughs> Why not? As we were we're doing the introduction a little bit earlier on. There's a little bit of a surprise here for the listeners, um, or two surprises actually. First of all, I'm drinking a coffee that I've never had before. So as many of the listeners know, I love Starbucks coffee, and I'm drinking a roast that I didn't even realise was in the drawer, a Cafe Verona uh, blend, which apparently used to be known as Jake's blend, and it's uh, it's quite an intense coffee but it's got a lot of um, sort of cocoa aroma to it and taste, okay. which, you know, I'm, I'm a big, big chocolate fan anyway, so anything with cocoa in it does it for me. But tell us about the coffee that you're drinking and, and why. Well, the, the, the one I'm drinking right at this moment, because it's five o'clock in the afternoon, is actually mm-hmm. Asda's finest decaf coffee. <laughs> and okay. um, I try not to drink too much. I like um, a nice uh, coffee in the morning and maybe one more during the day, but... I, I try not to drink huge amounts of caffeine, um, but it has got oat milk in, which it, it embellishes oh, okay. it for me. Love yeah. love oat milk in coffee. So uh, yeah, that's do you what find, I want to do. Do you, do you find that the, the oat milk um, changes the flavour of the coffee at all? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my wife drinks it with coconut milk um, and I've had soya and all sorts, but I like oats because it's got slightly creamy taste to it. Yeah. But without, like you would normally have coffee with cream, it's not overpoweringly rich. It's just that lovely, so, uh, subtle, sort of creamy flavour to mm. it, I think. Okay, I'm going to have to try that. And uh, I, again, I've tried the soya milk and I wasn't that impressed. I mean, okay, I no. like soya milk on cereal, but in coffee, it just didn't do it for me at all. But no. I, I, don't, I don't drink milk in coffee anyway. Big convert uh, to oat milk, I must say. Yeah, right, okay. Well, there you go, listeners, give it a try. Uh, <laughs> Now, I've got to ask, because you've held it up to the, the screen so I can see it, but the listeners can't. You've yeah. got a mug, okay? And I mistook it because, you know, as soon as I saw the green sort of almost Starbucks-like mug, I thought, oh, <laughs> Tony's drinking Starbucks. I've converted him at last. But tell us a little bit about the, the mug and why that mug's important to you. We've had some really good mugs on here. So tell us the, the story behind the mug, but describe it for the yeah. listeners first. Well, it does look like the Starbucks logo and it isn't an official one, but it is actually, I'm a really big Prince fan and it's um, a Prince mug. And one of Prince's songs is called Starfish and Coffee. So it says Starfish and the top part and coffee at the bottom with Sign of the Times in the middle, which is the album it came off. So it's ah. a bit of a, um, a sort of, a, a, I guess, a slight thieving of the Starbucks logo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but quite interesting. I'll say it's not an official Prince mug. I can't remember where I got it from now, but... Um, it's my daily mug that I use, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's quite a precious mug then. It's got a bit of a yeah. story behind it, yeah. Yeah, I am um, a very big Prince fan, so I'm always collecting little bits and bobs um, uh, see, to do with Prince. Really. Yeah, I, I must admit, I've never really listened to much Prince other than the sort of the, the, the sort of mainstream songs that you hear most often. And I didn't even realise Starfish and Coffee. Is that the title That's of the, the song. song, is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well... 
we'll have to ask the listeners to go and dig that out and let us know what they think of it. That would be great. Well, here's, here's another final bit on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he actually did a variation of it on the Muppets. <laughs> okay. So there okay. you go. Well, that, that, yeah, that puts a slight tangent on the uh, theme of it then, doesn't it? <laughs> Definitely. I just thought I'd go off at that tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so thinking about coffee, what what's your favourite coffee? What's yeah, your, I mean, to be, yeah, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not too extravagant. I, I do like um, Costa Americano with oat milk. That's my my go to. I mean, obviously, before the pandemic, I used to like to go and sit in a Costa um, coffee house and have one of those and do some yeah. work. I mean, I work like you, Simon, I work from home, but actually having a change of scenery. And I, I don't know why, having a few people around coming in and out, I just yeah. quite like just sitting there with my laptop doing a bit of work. So you've, you've got to pick the stores sometimes, haven't you? And I've been yeah. in stores, you know, I've, I've held a webinar. Uh, for people in St Pancras train station in the Starbucks okay. there, yeah, yeah, but the acoustics were actually quite good, and you didn't get the background noise because the noise disappeared into the sort of concourse. But the the Starbucks in Lincoln is a nightmare, absolute okay. nightmare. Yeah, everything echoes, the volumes loud. So what what which one's your favourite Costa to go and do some work in? Then what's your favourite location? I do end up in the Bingham one quite a lot. I've got a couple of little corners I tend to go into. And uh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like the Bingham one, to be honest. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's local, but. Yeah, I've never been into one at Bingham, actually. I go sometimes into the one at Newark if I go in with friends or with clients that only drink Costa. But uh, hmm. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. So thinking about your own business, and obviously we've all been. Uh, impacted by as we record this the the pandemic and the crisis what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've fixed or evolved in your business and i know there's been quite a few things over the years but what's what's been either the latest or most significant one yeah i'll talk about the latest because i think um for me i've I've gone through a very not like a huge rebrand but a Mm. slight rebrand um just in terms of the way i communicate about what I do. And it's not actually live just yet. It's, it's pretty much getting there. A preview, um, I like that. Sneak preview. Yeah. yeah. It's um, So I, I'm, I'm talking more about the five C's of leadership now, which covers confidence, competence, community, clarity, and control. And, and they link into what I talk about, what I do. You know, when, when you said earlier in my introduction, I talk about the, the leadership mindset side, which is the confidence the competence bit is the skills. Yeah. The community is the culture that's developed in an organization. The clarity is from um, clarifying strategic direction. And then the control piece is more around uh, what I've called is a, a, actually a calling as well as a business ladder, which is a process by which I step SME businesses through a path to growth, really. Um, taking I know, I know you're incredibly well-read, Simon, and come across all sorts of models. But like yourself, I think we've both come across a lot of really good models over the years. And I wanted to build in the sort of best of breed into um, a sort of structured path through yeah. that. So, yeah, that, that's been what I've been working on. And I, you know, you just have one of those moments where you just think, I've been playing around with a number of C's, you know, words beginning with C. Yeah. And then um, I just I just thought... I'm not communicating as clearly, clearly as I could about what I do. I mean, when I talk, you know, I do strategy, I do culture, I do whatever. So I'm yeah. I'm really envisioning that this 5C model will be a nice way to actually yeah. get across what it is that I do. And I think for 
for all of us, whether we be coaches or business owners, I think there's that continual quest, isn't there, to really clearly communicate what we're about for the people that Absolutely. we want to help and support. Yeah. And I think it's 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 that say communication and the clarity, but it's also sometimes we try to overcomplicate it. So I'd use another C word. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I love the way you've got the five C's so easy to explain and so easy to remember and you know i'm sure the listeners will be able to remember at least two or three of those c's just because of the way you've explained it and it's keeping it simple sometimes we have to hit it as steve Jobs says with that simple stick don't we and you know look at that side of it yeah well i think one of the books you recommended to me when we were working together was insanely simple yeah um which is a great book and it is I, I I definitely I put my hand up. I can definitely overcomplicate things at times. Yeah. So um, yeah. So my normal self there might have been nine C's, but at least I managed to keep it to five. So I was quite yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite pleased with that. Really. So you've you've given us a bit of an insight to how it's been before. What kind of impact? What kind of changes? Because now you said you haven't sort of launched it formally yet. But what kind of afters and changes do you want to see from this? What do you expect? I think it is. I think it's something that I can share when I'm networking or actually meeting a prospect, for example, and getting across exactly what it is that they will um, be working on and benefit from um, if we were to you know, engage together, really. Um, yeah. it is. I think it is just purely that. I mean, one of the words is clarity. I think it's that clarity of message, really. And yeah. um, I, I think that is I think it's such a fascinating area, really. Um, you know, the way that we get our message across, the way we communicate about our identity. So my intention is that it just makes a lot more sense for somebody in terms of what they will be getting, because it's those really, in effect, it would be uh, improvements in all of those five areas yeah, yeah. Uh, as an owner or a leader. And, yeah. and as you know, I, I like the number five anyway, you know, my five steps to freedom. It's one of the things, particularly there, coaches, yeah. go, everything's in fives, isn't it? So you've got a magic <laughs> number there. Yeah. You, you mentioned the word community there and and then you you sort of um, sort of drilled that down a little bit more to the culture in in the business what do you think about community being sort of the wider impact on the people outside of the business perhaps the supply chain the clients uh, or even the wider community and particularly at the moment because we're all focus very much on people that are doing something for the community and it seems a buzz, buzz word at the moment doesn't it what would you say to the listeners about how they can perhaps reflect community a little bit wider in their business no i like that hugely and i don't know about you simon i'm sure you found this well in fact i know you were out there uh, giving your time and helping people but I, what's really impressed me throughout the whole pandemic is the way the small business community has rallied around each other and supported each other, whether that be online or networking. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's been some some really great things done and um, and, and that's, that's been a wonderful part of it. And it's, uh, that, for me, one of the positives out of the pandemic has been watching the small business community, we're using that C yeah. word, yeah. Um, support each other and, and rally around each other. And as you say, community is such a wide thing. It can be, it can be that. It can be the way the business community uh, support each other. It can be the culture within an organisation. It can be community in a broader sense, like you said, about more charitable pursuits, yeah. you know, corporate social responsibility, all those areas where you're actually giving to the community as well. And obviously, your customer base, your suppliers are all. I mean, we're 
as business owners, as coaches, as leaders, we're part of a very broad community in a grand sense, you know, in many ways. And, um, and we should never, ever lose sight of that. And again, that's the human side of business, isn't it? Really? The the way that we connect with other people. And as you were saying it then, you know, um, obviously we're talking, we've known each other for quite some time. So we've been in a community of networking uh, and different, different formats, but now we're actually reconnecting through the podcast community you know and i think about some of the people that i've spoken to around the world and listeners you know you will have heard people from new zealand through to hawaii you know the the community expanse has really yep. been opened up by social media and things like podcasts i mean podcasts have been around for years but they really seem to have exploded through that need for community as well haven't they yeah yeah well and, and it's that need for connection as well isn't it simon yeah and, and i think uh, again I, I think there's what I'd say to people who are out there, um, whatever they're doing, is don't go around, keep looking at everybody who does what you do as some form of competition using another C word. Because I think as coaches, um, you and I knew each other before you became a coach, but um, I, I don't tend to see other coaches as competition, really. It's, no. you know, because you may well, find, I've, I've ended up working, well, working with you, Simon, for a period of time, and I've worked with other coaches on shorter projects. And I think we we should all, and I know you're very helpful with other coaches in in your community, using the word again. But I think it is, um, obviously there's an element of competition in what what we do and differentiating ourselves. But often we can uh, collaborate with other people who do something maybe, well, in in our area, but have a slightly different approach to it. And, And I think that's a really great thing about a community as well, is not looking at somebody who does what you do as distinctly you know the competition but but somebody you can collaborate and work with as well so going back to the the leadership side of it and then we'll we'll move on to the uh, sort of next question but thinking about the leadership and thinking about what you said about mindset if you want people to work on these five c's and to grow their business what in your experience has been the the single most um I want to say the largest, uh, but the most significant thing that in mindset stops people moving forward with their business. Is there something that you found as a common theme or something that really, really paralyzes people and holds people back when it comes to mindset that perhaps listeners might become more aware of in themselves today? Yeah, well, I would say, Simon, in all honesty, I think it is um, part of the human condition to not feel good enough. And, and this, mm. this becomes more and more apparent to me over the years, really. Um, and that can show up in a number of ways. That can be imposter syndrome. That can be ego. That can be not getting out of your comfort zone. It, you know, it can come about in many ways. But the interesting thing is that feeling of not being good enough actually comes about from a survival instinct within us all. Because if you think about it, um, in primitive times, survival was more about whether you're in physical danger. Now, a lot of the time, it's whether we put ourselves into psychological danger. And our, our, our psychology is, uh, can uh, allow this to dominate way too much because yeah. putting yourself into a position where, I don't know, say, for example, you and you were launching your podcast, there, if there was that part of you probably that thought, who am I to start a podcast and, and what if people don't listen to it? And and it's all of that fear-based survival instinct that um, can keep you 
locked in um, your, your own existing comfort zone without making moves forwards. And, and for me, it is that um, significant fear that we, you know, to varying degrees, that, that we all have about being exposed as not being good enough, because that's a threat to us then. The, the trouble is our psyche doesn't really appreciate that that is not really a physical threat. Um, so, so I think that is one of the fundamental issues. And I think a lot of our internal conversations are often doubtful, negative, and yeah. um, again, driven from this place of, will I be exposed for, for not being good enough in whatever it is that I'm doing? And I think um, the more aware we become of that, then we can lessen the power of it. And yeah. um you know, I'm certainly not perfect, uh, but I think that having developed a greater awareness of what's going on with me internally and, and helping other people with this, uh, I think, again, we we're talking about mindset being uh, so critical, but I think that that is the biggest challenge for us all. I think if we can actually get a greater understanding of why it's going on, how it's going on, but then gain some power over it, then we start to push through things like imposter syndrome, the feeling of not being good enough, uh, staying in our comfort zones, ego yeah. being being too dominant. Because again, ego, really at the end of the day, ego is about trying to elevate ourselves above yeah. other people because we yeah. don't feel good enough. It's a coping and it, mechanism, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it, and it yeah. can be really damaging in personal relationships and professional relationships as well. So yeah, if you were to ask me yeah. that, that one major Great. challenge, I would say that really. And I think, you know, listeners, you know, you've heard something very, very important there. You know, it's that, you know, psychological survival instinct. You know, I've never thought about it that way. And you, you're right, you know, as humans have evolved, we've gone all away from, and it's, it's strange, I was listening to this on a course just last night in the mastermind.com. And Dave Vespino was talking about the fact that we no longer have to run away from bears and, you know, mounting lions and things like he was in the US. So that's, that applies to him. It doesn't apply to us here in the UK. <laughs> but, you know, we're no longer do we have to run away from those little Jack Russell dogs. But, yeah, we do have lots of things that we run away from in you know, the psychological sense, don't we? And, yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say that. And I love the way there that you said that awareness reduces its power. Yeah. And I think if the listeners take just one thing away from Tony today, it's making sure that you do become more aware and you do reduce that power because, as Tony says, it can be paralyzing and it can hold you back yeah for sure i think you and i've spoken about it before simon but i think it's 2013 i read new earth by eckhart tolle and that was really life-changing for me because uh, over and above all the sort of psychological studies i've done because it it was that recognition that we are able to become more conscious and aware of our own thinking and so that diminishes in diminishes the power of it and we don't ever free ourselves from it because it's the way we are made, you know, to think negatively because we are often looking out for risk, threat, danger. Um, but if you, we, if you become... It's, it's often the story we're told as well, isn't it? You know, a lot yeah. of these things come from the behaviours that we're told as, you know, as either immature business people or even going back to childhood. And I know psychologists always try to go back to something <laughs> that happened in your childhood, but it can be something just a few years ago, can't it, that... Yep. just leaves that scar that you know takes you back to it and triggers it every yep. time for sure and it, and it and, and it's too dominant you know it's it's like yeah. that whole experience of life uh, something that happens in one day in a year can have way more impact than the other 364 yeah. days particularly if it's negative 
Yeah, and yeah. Um, and and it is about the way we we see ourselves and the way we see our worlds really, and being much more mindful and aware of that. I think the words awareness and consciousness are just so important. And I think I didn't probably even appreciate that. Um, and and I, or I appreciate it more and more now through time really yeah it's interesting you mentioned that author i remember listening to his book uh, on audio the power of now yeah and that is the hardest book i've ever had to listen to and i had to force myself to get through the first few chapters of it but it's such a great book and i took so much away from it yeah because uh, he's got such a tone hasn't he it, it, you know it's something i wasn't used to i'm used to fast pace you know, somebody reading at you know, sometimes I even listen at two times. I had to speed him up a little bit just to get through it. But, uh, you know, uh, such a, a deep book, but well worth listening to. So, uh, you know, what was the title of the book that you mentioned? Well, I, I've, I've read both, but New Earth was the one I read first. New and Earth. and they're, they're both, they're, they're not massively dissimilar. And, and like yeah. you actually, Simon, I think that they're not the easiest read, but no. they're well worth the investment. And, um, and it's one of those strange things where in some respects the message is simple, but the way he puts it off is, across is very fascinating. But you yeah. do some, I think it's one of those books that's good to read more than once, to be honest, because yeah. um, it the, the, the message is in there uh, to get them, I think. And sometimes you need those further experiences in life to probably get them at a more deeper level as well. And when, when you started to get an appreciation of the, of the book and the messages within it, it's, living your life and then going back to it really yeah and there's a great tip just in itself and i think you're right sometimes you put a book down and you think oh, that was okay but nothing much in it but then it might have something that isn't right for you now but might be right for circumstances that you've got in a year two years time yeah so. yeah i've been rereading a few books lately actually full enough i think i might have been mentioning to you i reread um the e-myth um yeah. i've re reread jelly effect I don't know if you've come across Jelly Yeah, Fitz. I have, yeah, yeah. 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 That's well, some time ago, yeah. And it's like, you know, insanely simple. I haven't read that for years. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I need to go back to that one. But yeah, you yeah. do. It's, it's great to go back to things sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed going back to the E-Myth. I probably haven't read that for, oh, blimey, about 10 years, I don't think. Yeah, I must be about the same. But yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah. Mm. You know, you live and breathe the stuff that's in the e-myth so i don't think it would be very earth shattering <laughs> for you but might just be quite a nice there's, there's some later editions though isn't there and there's some different versions that might be worth having yeah 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 so thinking about something that listeners can take away something that they can uh, take action with and something that they can do something with what can you share as a tip or lesson with the listeners, Damien? You've already shared a couple of things, including rereading books. I think that's a great one to tip a tip to share as well. But if you could give the listeners something today, what would it be? Hey, you know, as, I, as I'm talking to the listeners, I'm talking to myself with this one. Um, I think it's habits and routine, Simon. I, th I think uh, particularly morning routine. I, I think the way you start your day um, is really important and having some bedded in habits so for me for example and, and the trouble is with habits well you can lose your way with them at times mm. um but for me getting up in the morning doing a little bit of reading a bit of tai chi some exercise um, i always plan my day the night before so getting out my plan for the day and just cracking on with the day so there are a number of things but i i honestly think we are creatures of habit and i think for most of us um, we are 
effective or not effective depending on the habits that we've got in place and they're not just again they're not just um practical habits but psychological habits as well because what's going to get your mind in the best place as you start the day as well and um you know some of those kind of things really it's interesting you say that and i'll I'll share a very brief story but you know i've I've tried exercising in the morning i've got a sit-up bench in my bedroom and it's it hangs clothes on it for decades being in there. <laughs> uh, and Angela and my wife will often say you know are you going to move that out well it has actually moved out of the bedroom and I did a push-up challenge last year I saw uh, you doing that on Facebook yeah yeah 25 push-ups for 25 days and that did get me into the point of, of the habit of doing it but I lose habits so quickly you know, they say oh if you if you do it repetitively for 30 days then it becomes a habit not with me I could do it repetitively for 10 years and it wouldn't become a habit okay but what i realize is two things one the routine has to be a challenge so i have to see again okay i have to be challenged the other thing is a benefit and i've started um doing exercise in the morning i've got a little bit of a routine on a whiteboard and this last few weeks i've dropped off from doing it in the morning because the mornings are lighter doing different things and i get to the end of the day and i did it yesterday and i thought Oh, it's half past six, seven o'clock. Don't really feel like doing the exercise now. I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And as you were talking then, and I don't know, listeners, what your realizations were as Tony was speaking, but for me, the morning routine is vital, but not just to have the challenge, but to see the benefit of it. If I can see a benefit of the routine, then I keep it as a habit. I can form the habit quickly, but keeping the habit has to have a benefit. Yeah. And, and I think with exercise and those kind of things, it's um, having some faith, first of all, that it's going to be good for you. But then, yeah. I mean, I notice the difference in me if I'm in a good groove with my morning routine. And then when it when it, when I lose it a little bit, you know, for, for example, a couple of weekends ago, I put my back out a little bit. And so I stopped doing exercise for 10 days and some of the some of the other good habits go a little bit then. And, yeah. and so I'm back on it again this week. Um and yeah, I think I think for all of us, to be honest, I think we can't be too hard on ourselves. I think for all of us, we can get into a good habit for even a, a fairly long period of time, as you say, someone, and then yeah. lose it a bit. But then you just think, okay, I need to just regroup, get back on it, and and get going again. Yeah. And then then you'll see, and then typically I find anyway, you see the benefits and you feel the benefits, yeah. and that becomes a self fulfilling prophecy and self-rewarding thing yeah. and, I, and i did that this morning i did the exercise this morning i said to angela last night i'm going to do the exercise in the morning uh, before we do the horses and i did the exercise and when we came back up i said you know i'm so glad i did it this morning i definitely need to do it every morning because i felt so much better yeah yeah so you know routines is important for you to take away listeners uh make the most of those routines and think about what we've said there find a benefit find a reason to keep it up and if you do go off track and injury and other things get in the way covid gets in the way of some routines um then get yourself back on track and find that reason that benefit for doing it again yeah it's funny you mentioning that because i'm a re- i think you know i'm a regular swimmer so i've not been able to swim uh this year and won't be swimming probably till april but doing finding other things in terms of an exercise regime at home as i've just sort of settled into a groove with that and then we'll bring the swimming back when it when it comes yeah. back really but yeah, well, yeah. Won't, won't be long a few more weeks yet yeah yeah well hopefully yeah yeah hopefully um final question then tony uh, and as you we make men we're talking about covid and restrictions and lockdowns 
rather than ask where your next coffee is going to be, if you could have your next coffee, Tony, in a dream location, and I've already primed him, listeners, so he already knows what's coming. <laughs> and that's why he's sniggering. Um, but if if you could have that coffee in a dream location, where would it be? Give give the listeners an idea of of where that would be. I think actually, uh, you only asked me about this just before we started, Simon, but I think it would be sitting in the harbour in San Francisco, looking at the seals with a coffee. So sitting in one of the restaurants or coffee shops there. And um, I I just, I love San Francisco. Um, Went there many, many years ago. And then we went a couple of years ago and uh, yes, just got a a, a really great atmosphere and and listening to the seals make their noise in the harbour as well is They've got this sort of, I don't know if you've been there, but they've got this decking where they they all come up and lie on there and sunbathe and right. make their noise. But, uh, well, but yeah, that'd be me, San yeah, Francisco. That, that beats the pigeons that you get in Newark Marketplace, that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, San Francisco lot, and uh, Seals, yeah. Probably yeah. a lot noisier than the pigeons, though. Yeah. And I've got to ask um, a little bit more about that then. Um, would it be the morning? Would it be the evening? And who might be with you? Uh, I'd be sunset and I'd be with Rebecca, my wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. So sunset. Yeah. And it's interesting (laughs) that sunrise and sunset tend to be the two favorite times when people have that memory of that location as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Very true. Yeah. Very effective. Great. Well, I really appreciate your time, Tony. Uh, It's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on this podcast. Just remind people of how we can find you on LinkedIn again. Is it Tony T O N Y? Yeah, just make sure the listeners know exactly how to reach out to you on LinkedIn and the yeah. website as well. Yeah, so it's Tony T O N Y Brooks B R W O K S. Um, my company's the Leadership Training Workshop, so you'll know you've got the right person on LinkedIn if you see that. And um, it is the leader Leadership Training Workshop dot com uh, in terms of the website. So great, yeah. Well, I know you've got some great resources and some great tools and some great tips. So listeners, go and find Tony and make sure you uh, search him out and get some of that content and connect with him. You know, who who knows where it might lead. Yeah, thank thanks you very much for taking part. It's been an absolute pleasure, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Great. And listeners, of course, this is part of my mission to help businesses around the world become more aware. We've talked about that word several times today. Better educated, which I know Tony's given us some great education tips there of what we can use in our lives, in our business. And we've talked about coffee and some mugs too. (laughs) And it's been great to have you on this podcast. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. (laughs)